This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Leading the charge to reduce the wussification factor of the American male, and clearly with what I'm about to talk about in the first hour of today's Cigar Dave show, I must lead the charge to reverse the extreme pussification and sensitivization of the American college student. Because we all know they like their little safe and secure cocoon where everything is just perfect and just like utopia, where everyone is a champion, everyone is a winner. Well, I'm going to put an end to that. It is time that they grow a set. They're an embarrassment, not only to young people today, but they're an embarrassment to this nation. So, lieutenants, join me as we litate, libate, pontificate, and celebrate the alpha male good life. Long Ash, greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center from Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha. Everything alpha occurs here, and there is a reason that I have moved into the Command Center Alpha situation room, because we have many lugubrious situations that we will get into today. First off, as always, lieutenants, I remind you, follow me on social media at CigarDave.com. Just go to CigarDave.com. You'll see in the upper right corner you can follow us on social media. I'm very active on Twitter. We also post things to Facebook and Instagram, but I will tell you I am very active on Twitter, and I caught some flack from some of the Twitter followers and lieutenants and alpha males this week because they didn't like the fact that I went after their man, Ted Cruz, saying that I'm one-sided, that I only am criticizing Cruz and so on and so forth. Well, apparently they haven't heard my critique of Donald Trump. And uh, if you check my Twitter feed this week, you know that I have gone after Trump saying enough is enough with the insults. Enough is enough with going after Megyn Kelly. He had the worst week by far of his campaign. Chris Matthews slapped him around like uh, like I've not seen before, and Donald Trump was not prepared. And I would say to Donald Trump, and for all of you that may be rooting for Cruz or Kasich or whomever, I have no problem criticizing any of the candidates, including the candidate that I have been in favor of. But as I've always said, I do not mask the truth. I tell it like it is. I am very honest, and I believe in constructive criticism. From the time I was little, I always took, received, learned how to receive constructive criticism, which is something today's Youths or youths do not know how to do, especially the college students, because if you try to give them constructive criticism, the next thing you know, you've invaded their safe space. You have microaggressed them. It is incredible. 
Constructive criticism is offered by people that want to help. So to Donald Trump, I'm giving you some constructive criticism. Lay off the Megyn Kelly BS. It's really nonsensical now, and it is juvenile. It's been six months since you first went after it. Enough is enough. Secondly, do a little prep. You can't just walk into the Oval Office and think you're just going to sit there and give canned answers. You need to be prepped. And it is really shameful, his, his answer this week against uh, talking about whether you're pro-choice or you're, you're pro-life, whatever the case is, it's irrelevant. If I was Donald Trump, the way I would answer that is saying very simply, for 43 years, Roe v. Wade has been the law of the land. The Supreme Court has ruled abortions are legal in this country. Whether you agree or disagree, the fact of the matter is it is legal. And Trump could have said, I am pro-choice. Correction, he is now pro-life. So he is pro-life. That is my error. Pro-life. Fine. All he would have had to say to Chris, uh, uh, Chris Matthews is, you're asking me a hypothetical question, and I don't answer hypotheticals. End of discussion. But instead, he hemmed, he hawed, he, he was trying to think on his feet, and he looked unprepared. And maybe this will be the wake-up call he needs to start acting presidential and shift his tone from the a primary campaign, now to a general election campaign. He's down, what, uh, 15 points to Hillary if they both were running for president? That's nothing. 12 or 15 points. Ronald Reagan was down in excess of 20. But you need to start maturing up, Donald Trump. So for those of you that go after me because I cr- criticized Cruz or I went after him last week because of the Inquirer story, then do yourselves a favor and make sure that you also denote that I went after Trump. And I will leave it at that. This is a classic, lieutenants and fellow alphas. Saw this headline in the New York Post. Picture, first of all, of a man who looks like he is in his 80s with a tall, slim blonde, very thin blonde. Not enough rackage and stackage for me, but, uh, you know, attractive woman. She actually looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, not my type. I'm more of the Sophia Loren, Raquel Welch type. I'll even take Pamela Anderson. She could be in the honorary harem. I like them more on the voluptuous side. Well, the headline, Beauty Sues Sugar Daddy for $1.5 million after he kicks her out. A beautiful, this is a classic. Now, just looking at this, first of all, I can tell you that this man must have some sort of special package below the belt or a big wad of cash. And I believe, no, I know it's probably the latter. A uh, Manhattan blonde, not happy. 42-year-old Czech Daniela Zaradnikova moved into retired banker Henry Buell's loft in 2006. She provided wifely duties for him, including cooking, cleaning, and plenty of sex, according to her lawsuit filed in Manhattan last week. In exchange, Buell who is 85 years of age, promised her financial support for the rest of her life, which she values at $1.5 million. But Mr. Buell, 85 years of age, has moved on from Czech Daniela Zaradnikova. He has a new squeeze. He's got a new girlfriend. And he said, I don't want to have an old girlfriend living in my place while a new one moves in. So his new girlfriend is waiting to move in until they eject. And this is his quote, until we eject this Daniela. 
Boy, he's been with her for what, six years, seven years, whatever it is. And I like how he says, until we eject this Daniela, this woman. This uh, Zara Nova started dating Buell after he picked her up at the Mercer Hotel where she was a waitress. And Zaradnikova said she was attracted to Buell's soft side. Well, I don't know. What was soft? Well, apparently she looked up to him for his philanthropic deeds. That was his soft side. Could have been something else than the soft side below the belt, but we don't know. So now he is trading in. Actually, he's 86. I aired. I thought he was 85. He's 86 years old. He has traded in his 42-year-old girlfriend for a younger model. Have we not heard this before? This is fantastic. And I'm sure the younger model, let's just say she's 40, doesn't mind the 46-year age difference, and I'm sure is attracted to him for his sexual prowess. Police. You know, you see some of these guys, and does this guy not realize he looks like a total schmamutz? It's like when you see when you see Hugh Hefner, who's now 90, with these women that are 18, 20, 24. We all know the truth. There's nothing going on there. There is no way a 24-year-old is going to be attracted to a 90-year-old. just does not happen. So now, Miss Zaradnikova's attorney said that uh, the, his client maintained an intimate relationship with her sugar daddy when he took up with the other woman. Now, lieutenants, here is the moral of the story. Don't promise the woman anything. If she's going to move in, don't say you're going to take care of her for life. Just say, listen, I will take care of you strictly on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis. Or better yet, how about on an hourly basis? I think that works out even better. So when you're done with the hour, you can pay her to leave. Very simple game. Now she is suing. So for the last six, seven years, she's been living quite the life. And now, as they say, nothing like a woman scorned. And now Miss Zaradnikova is scorned because her 86-year-old sugar daddy is going after a younger model. And really, what's wrong with that? The only thing is, he probably shouldn't have a move in so fast. That's all I would tell him. Lieutenants, when we come back, the enemies of the thought police are right around. They are here in mass. We're seeing it at Emory University. We will tell you about that. And lieutenants, fellow alphas, it appears that I flaunt my white alpha privilege because of something that I thought was innocuous that I do, that actually I'm wearing as we speak. We will get into that. The National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony will come your way around the corner. Second hour, we'll be joined by Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who will join us from the Tabacalera de Alianza factory down in the Dominican Republic. Ernesto Perez Carrillo of E.P. Carrillo Cigars. His E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserve of Connecticut was our March 2016 Officers Club selection, a fabulous cigar. So we will be joined by him next week, lieutenants. We'll be coming to you front and center from Sun and Fun, the uh, second largest air show in the country. It is spring break break for pilots. This is the, I want to say, the third year that we have been out there, third or fourth year that we have been out from the third year, Sun and Fun. It just keeps rolling by. So we will be coming to you from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association tent next week at the Sun and Fun Air Show, Lakeland, Florida. For those of you that are listening anywhere in the southeast or in the uh, state of Florida, if you like airplanes, you like aviation, cool air shows, it is a wonderful place to spend a day or two. It is the Sun and Fun Air Show in Lakeland, Florida, in between Orlando and Tampa. 
easy place to get to. So we will have that next week. A lot more coming your way. And also later on in the show, we'll tell you about the April Officers Club selection. Much going on today as we continue right around the corner. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Our March 2016 Officers Club selection is the, or was, the E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserva, Connecticut. It is a just a gorgeous looking cigar. Magnificent, beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, but not a typical Ecuadorian Connecticut. This is definitely a little bit on the darker side, a little bit more flavor. And our guest in the second hour will be Ernesto Perez Carillo of E.P. Carillo Cigars, and we will bring up the rapper because uh, he worked with ASP on a special project, so we will bring that up with Ernesto. Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf Binder, gives the cigar a little bit of sweetness. The filler is from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the godfather of boutique cigars. This is another masterpiece from a great blender. Beautiful, darker-hued, high-priming Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. The taste on this is medium-bodied in flavor. It's a very smooth touch of sweetness, little robustness. It is just a wonderful selection. And even if you're not a, an extensive cigar connoisseur, you like a cigar that's on the mild, mild, medium side, or even if you like a full-flavored cigar, cigar, this is right in the middle. So a beautiful-looking cigar, truly well-made, and everything Ernesto makes is fantastic. Now, this cigar comes in, uh, geez, probably about uh, six, seven different sizes. And I'm pulling out the Elegantes, which is a Churchill-sized cigar. Seven inches by 49 ring gauge, so it is seven inches in length, 49 64ths in diameter, so a 49 ring gauge. The suggested retail on this is in the $7 category, so it's roughly between uh, 6 to $7.5 for the E.P. Carillo New Wave Reserva Connecticut line. Initially launched in Europe, brought it to the United States the uh, end of 2015, and what a magnificent-looking cigar this is. Wow, incredible aroma, and that's what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine, and this particular guillotine looks like bat wings. You open it up, and then you put the cigar in, and one clip, and you are good to go. So it's a little different than a traditional double-edged guillotine where you put your fingers in uh, the two holes on the side uh, of the uh, cutter. This is a little different. You actually place your hands on the... You open it up. They almost looks like, again, like a bat wings opening up. And then you just, boom, press it together, and then you are good to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, from the Cigar Dave Signature Research and Development Laboratories, I've got my Cigar Dave Signature Lock and Load Torch Edition Big flame, about a three-inch flame, huge tank. That's what I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut, as always, by your five-star. And now I will take my Cigar Dave Signature lock and load, and I'm going to adjust the fuel-air mixture on this. This is what's great about this, because I can adjust... Not only the intensity of the flame, so I got a pretty big intense flame, but I can adjust the fuel air mixture. Do I want a fine flame or do I want more of a wider flame? Well, I want more of a wider flame because I'm going to toast the foot of this beautiful looking cigar. Let me back that flame down just a little bit. We don't need that much. All right. 
no wind here at Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, so I'm toasting the foot of this cigar, and I want the wrapper to light first. We want combustion on the wrapper. Exactly what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to toast the foot of the cigar with the filler, taking my time, no rush. You cannot rush the pleasure of the ceremony of lighting a fine cigar. Let me puff and rotate. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. Houston, we have pleasure in ignition. Mm, great draw. Wow. Mm. I have to tell you, Ernesto Perez Carrillo makes one fantastic cigar. Actually, many fantastic cigars. The E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserva Connecticut. That was, is what I'm enjoying today. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I have no idea why, but I'm in the mood for a rum and coke. So I'm going to take my special whiskey glass, and I've just pulled out of the freezer here at Command Center Alpha a giant ice ball. And I'm going to take it out of the rubber shell. It is a giant round ball. And the nice thing, this is like a pre-prohibition ice block. It will melt very, very slowly. Now, I'm going to use, it's not really... Uh, rum and Coke. It's going to be rum and Coca-Cola Zero. No calories on that. So here's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to take my St. Augustine rum at a visit to the St. Augustine Distillery about a month or so ago. And their rum, very unique. It is a pot distilled rum, actually used from Florida cane sugar. It's on the light side. It's not overly full. So I'm going to open that up. I'm going to pour a little bit in here. Let me just take a sip of it before I put the Coke Zero in. Hmm. Definitely on the young side, but not bad. It will do the trick. I will take my Coca-Cola Zero. Place that. Pour that in there. And, lieutenants, we are set to go. I have my rum and Coke Zero to accompany my Epicario New Wave Reserva Connecticut. We will continue around the corner. Officers Club selection this month is an Indian Head Cigar Sampler, including the Indian Head Rough Rider Sweets. The Indian Head Rough Rider Sweets is a mild blend using a Connecticut Ecuador wrapper and Dominican fillers and binder. It has just the right hints of sweetness, making it one outstanding smoke. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America. 
to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. another microaggression atrocity. Well, the little snowflakes from Emory University are offended. They're frightened. Their safe space has been violated. Their cocoon has been encroached upon. They need emergency counseling because they feel as if they have been violated. Uh, you would think that these, these Emory University students were just raped or physically abused. Not the case. I didn't get a chance to get to this this week, but this has been making the rounds. Uh, Emory University students that were on campus about a week and a half or so ago walked around and they started to see the words Trump and Trump 2016 etched in chalk on various steps and sidewalks on the Emory University campus in Atlanta. And students at the university, 14,000 enrollment, said their safe space was violated when the messages appeared on sidewalks and buildings. And they were, they felt for their, they feared for their lives because of that message. They said that, that the, the message was racist and insulting and all sorts of other nonsense. The word Trump, Trump 2016, somebody put Hillary or they put Bernie or Bernard. Do you think anybody would 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 say, "Oh, I feel, geez, Hillary, I I feel like my I've been microaggressed because she has violated so many American laws and what she did in Benghazi." This is pathetic. These are co- these are adults. When you turn eighteen, when you go to college, that is a that is a major milestone in one's life. You're 18, you're an adult, you're living on your own for the first time. You have to be responsible for yourself to make sure you get up. Your mommy's not there to say, okay, little Johnny, little Jimmy, little General, wake up. It's time to go to school. She doesn't have your breakfast out for you. She doesn't have your gloves and mittens ready to go. You've got to do that yourself. That's part of transitioning into adulthood. So these students that have been pampered and babied and recipients of participation trophies since the time they were out of the womb, who were told how wonderful and perfect and grand they are. They can do no wrong. Now all of a sudden, when they go to college campuses, somebody says something 
that they deem offensive, then all of a sudden they're violated. They've been microaggressed. Well, these little frightened children went to the president of, a, of Emory University, Jim Wagner. And Jim Wagner wrote, after this initially happened, that the students viewed the messages as intimidation and they voiced genuine concern and pain as a result. Now, they should go to their doctor and the doctor should say, now, tell me, young college student, where's the pain? Are you feeling it in your belly? Is it in your arm? Is it in your leg? Is it in your, in your, you know, on your temples, in your ears? Where's the pain? Tell me where the pain is. And then maybe we'll get an MRI. And then maybe we'll give you some sort of prescription or run other tests. No, their pain is in their head. So if you did an MRI on many of these college students, these, these little puff muff, not puff muffin, but these little, these little wimpy, pussified college students, if you ran an MRI, you know what you'd see in there? You'd see a giant, empty, cavernous space. And in one of their brain, uh, the brain quadrants, you would see written in there, wussy, scaredy cat, afraid of everything, easily, easily offended. And there is the only prescription for that is a good ass kicking. Because when you are young, you should be taught toughness. You shouldn't be taught, let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya. You should be taught from a young age, we live in the United States of America and people can say things. You may not agree with them, but they have the right to say them. They have a right to free speech. It is amazing to me what I have seen when I've seen various surveys where they ask students, do you believe that, that people's right to free speech should be trumped by whether or not somebody is offended? And they say, yes, we should eliminate free speech. How chilling is that? I'll tell you what, let's send these clowns, these, these, these little wussified college students, let's send them down to Havana. Let's give them the Castro treatment. Let's send them down to Venezuela. Let's send them to the, uh, the former Soviet Union, which still is the Soviet Union. Send them to Russia. Send them to some of these other countries like China that if you've got a problem, if you, if you say something that they disagree with, the government doesn't get offended. They just whack you or throw you in the clink. So the president of Emory University initially came out and said, we, this is, this is very disconcerting. This is intimidation. We need to examine this. And the president said, we've heard the message about values regarding diversity, and, and we have to examine this further. And the president further proposed immediate refinements to certain policies and procedural deficiencies, regular and structured opportunities for difficult dialogues, a formal process to institutionalize identification, review and addressing of social justice opportunities and issues, and commitment to an annual retreat to renew their efforts. What a load of bullshitatsu. This is pathetic. People have been exchanging free ideas on college campuses for hundreds of years. Going back to William, I think William and Mary is the oldest college, if I'm not mistaken, in the country, or one of the oldest. They've been doing that going way back. But now all of a sudden, we're seeing a new generation of college students that have been wussified and pussified, and they are afraid of their own shadow. Well, the ridicule, that this story received across the country has been incredible. You saw it on every network newscast, cable newscast, basically all these crybabies jumping up and down saying, we're, we're microaggressed, we're damaged, we're hurt. 
go see a damn psychiatrist if you feel that, that, that encroached upon, if you feel that, that level of misery. Well, the president of Emory, who initially sided with the students and came up with all sorts of nonsensical suggestions, had a little bit of a change of tune. And a week ago, yesterday, a week ago, so just about, uh, what, six, seven, well, eight days ago, the president of the university decided that he was going to change his stance and decided that he would take a piece of chalk and write his own free speech message on a campus sidewalk. So Emory President James Wagner decided that uh, he would go with the, he was on the quad with students from America, or Emory's Young Americans for Liberty, the YAL, to discuss the university's commitment to the First Amendment. And he decided to write, took a piece of chalk, Emory stands for free expression on the very same sidewalk where Trump 2016 was written. So clearly he realized all the ridicule, including former uh, Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, who's an Emory alum. He wrote on Twitter, uh, he's worried about the fragility and timidity of some students. He said, in the age of ISIS, how can a name in chalk be frightening? I'll tell you how, because these, these college students have been coddled since the time they were born, and they don't know how to deal with adversity which is really not only shameful, but it is pathetic. So the university president, after all the ridicule, said enough's enough. And he took the chalk, and he wrote his own message. And I agree with him 100%. So Emory stands for free expression. Initially, Wagner said the university would review security tape footage and potentially could discipline the students that wrote the pro-Trump messages. But... You know, they came out with a subsequent statement saying that, that uh, maybe we ought to look at free speech. It, it really didn't offend anybody. And you can't say that the words Trump or Trump 2016 denote or connote racism and anti-immigrants. This is nonsense. This is all being totally fabricated. And I'll tell you what else is being fabricated. The microaggression on campus and some of the other nonsense that's going on. This is a classic. San Francisco State University. There's a YouTube video that has gone viral. And in it, a black female student uh, really started to, I would say, to assault. Or we could in Florida, based upon the premise the charge that was made against Corey Lewandowski, the Trump campaign manager, we could say that this man was, a simple battery took place upon him. I would even go further than that. I would say it was uh, somewhat of an assault by this black female student who accused a white male student of cultural appropriation. Now, these terms that we're hearing, cultural appropriation, white privilege, ethnic privilege, class privilege, microaggression, these are all fabricated, nonsensical terms. And honest to God, if when I was in college from 1982 to 86 at my alma mater, Syracuse University, go orange, by the way, tonight in the NCAA Final Four, but if I said this or any student said this while we were in camp, we would be looked at like we had seven eyes. We had a great healthy debate. In all of our classes, we respected everyone. We disagreed. We had debates with on our floor. We had white students. We had black students. We had Puerto Rican students. We had uh, foreign students. 
We all engaged in debate. We would argue about things. We would have civilized debate. Then we'd go out and uh, go out to Marshall Street, which was the big, the big bar area and, and party area at Syracuse University. We'd all go have a beer and laugh and have a great time. Not today. Everybody is offended. So San Francisco State University, viral video, black female student accuses a white male student by the name of Corey Goldstein of cultural appropriation. For what? Because he wore his hair in a dreadlock fashion. Take a listen to the YouTube video. She didn't realize she was recorded until the very end. And I'm glad that this viral video made the rounds because it shows you the absurdity. And this woman should absolutely be charged for assault. And at the very end, it's tough to hear, but she tries to then insinuate that Corey Goldstein, who was the man that was accosted by this woman, was the one that laid his hands on her first, which is not the case. Pay very close attention. Maybe a little bit difficult to hear, but turn up your radio or turn up your, your smartphone right now. Take a listen. You're saying that I can't have a hairstyle because of your culture? Yeah, Why? Because it's my culture. You know what blocks me. Do you know that it was in Egyptian culture? Are you Egyptian? Nah, no, Brad, you're not. Are you Egyptian? Are you Egyptian? No, but doesn't matter. Wait, where's Egypt? Tell me. You know what, girl? Where's Egypt? Dude, go. You have no right to tell me what I can grab it. Huh? Where's Egypt? Yo, girl, stop touching me. Yo, girl, stop touching me right now. Come back. Get off hey. of me. That's no reason, yo. I don't need your disrespect. I don't need your disrespect. Why are you filming this? Everyone's safety. Good move. Because this woman absolutely accosted. And what happened was, is that uh, the incident started when this uh, woman, this unidentified uh, woman, wouldn't hand Corey a flyer because she was offended by his hair. And she said that uh, we don't want people with your hair here. Now, I didn't realize that wearing dreadlocks was exclusive to black culture. I didn't realize that if a white person or a Mexican person or any person wears their hair in dreadlocks, all of a sudden that that's, uh, you're not allowed to wear it because it's not your culture. What kind, of, what kind of bull is going on? That's pathetic. And when she goes on to question, where is Egypt? I know the answer she was looking for, Egypt's in Africa. Well, guess what? Lieutenants, I'm going to make a proclamation here today that I've never done before on this show in the 20 and a half years we've been doing it. Well, actually, everybody knows my mother's originally from Egypt. And when Nasser came to power in the late 50s, she and her family had to leave. And she uh, emigrated initially to Canada and had to wait four years to legally, legally come to the United States as a legal immigrant. So my mother being from Egypt, as this woman was get, uh, alluding to, where is Egypt? It is in Africa. So, lieutenants, I am African-American. And I can legally say that because my mother is originally from Egypt. And Egypt is in Africa. So even though I'm Caucasian, I'm still African-American. And I will put that down from now on on every single application where it asks your identity. I will put African-American, and I am not lying. I am more African-American than Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Guaranteed. Much more African-American because I am first-generation American. Being my mother from Egypt, that's Africa. That's She's an American, so thus I'm African-American. So for her to get to this, this woman, uh, to accost this, this student 
and give him a hard time. And she, we're posting this on CigarDave.com and all social media. You'll see this woman gets physical with this student, Corey Goldstein. And the university now is investigating. This woman should absolutely be charged. Let's put it this way. If the reporter that, uh, that, that, that accused, that, that filed the charge against Corey Lewandowski, if that's a simple battery, then this is a complex assault by that standard. The university said in a statement, university police called into the scene after it occurred. No criminal charges pressed at this time. But that San Francisco State University promotes the rights of the campus community to engage in free speech, but does not condone behavior that impedes the safety or well-being of others. Now, she had the right to say that. What she didn't have the right to do is to physically accost Corey Goldstein. She can disagree and say, I don't think you should wear that. That's fine. I have no problem. She can say, you are culturally inappropriate for that hairstyle. Fine. But he has the right to say, well, I'm going to wear it. And he has the right to walk by without being physically accosted. And that's exactly what she did. Have these college students lost their minds? The answer is yes. Yes. And there is no question we are more divided than ever with the first black president in the Oval Office. You would think he would use the opportunity for the last seven years to bridge people together. His plan has been to divide and conquer since day one, without any exception. And I could go on and on, but suffice it to say, whoever sits in the Oval Office, they should be promoting a United States. Didn't Barack Obama say there is no red states, no blue states, there is the United States? Quite the hypocrite, full of baloney, as we all now know. He was all talk, no action. So to those of you that listen to this show that are college students, I know if you listen to this show, you believe in the First Amendment, you believe in free speech, and you're not a bunch of wussified, pansy-ass betas. Lieutenant, we'll continue right around the corner. We've got another little interesting item that has to do with white privilege, and apparently I may be guilty of exercising my white privilege, maybe even called a racist for what I'm wearing as we speak. We will continue right around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Hi. 
I know everybody's familiar with the 95 rated Decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Feasting on a sheep's carcass, the general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. Licking my fangs right now, and I'll tell you, not only do I go after the enemies of pleasure, I go after the enemies of speech, the enemies of First Amendment speech, the enemies of free thought, and the enemies of political or I should say the enemies uh, that, that espouse political correctness. Now, I mentioned that I may be guilty of exercising my white Caucasian privilege, my alpha privilege. I am a proud, I'm proud to flaunt my alpha privilege. And as an alpha American, what is alpha privilege? It means that I'm proud to flaunt that I'm decisive, that I am well-cultured, I'm educated, I'm intelligent, I have a taste for the good life, that I fear no enemy of pleasure, and that I apologize to no one and feel no guilt for working hard and enjoying the fruits of my labor. Well, as part of a cultural competency workshop, students at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which, by the way, the Syracuse Orange men tonight will defeat handily to advance to the NCAA championship on Monday night. They, uh, the students had to attend a workshop and they were assigned a score based on the amount of white privilege they may have. I've never heard of these terms, white privilege, black privilege, uh, uh, alpha privilege, you name it. This is a contrived, nonsensical term. Now, during the workshop, students participate in numerous activities that examine white privilege and how it is more powerful than other types of benefits afforded by society. One activity in particular is called the White Privilege Survey, which requires students to quantify their privilege based on their responses to a series of statements. Now, I will tell you right now that this example that I'm going to give you is so absurd, so absolutely absurd, that uh, it's ironic that actually I'm exercising, according to this, my white privilege right now. One of these students said, and I quote, I can choose blemish cover 
or bandages in flesh cover and have them more or less match the color of my skin. For which students then apply a number between zero and five based on how the true the statement bears in relation to their daily lives. Lieutenants, I clearly should be defined as a racist. Because why? I'm wearing a Band-Aid right now that is flesh-colored. I had a little cut on my elbow. I'm wearing it by this account. I'm exercising my white privilege. It is a load of bull. Enough with the political correctness. Enough with the contrived terms. Incredible. Hey, lieutenants, go to... uh, CigarDave.com. We've got a link for these cigar barbecues that are being held by Diamond Crown. The first one starts uh, the end of this month, April 22nd in Atlanta. So just check that out. We'll have more info in the next few weeks. Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EP Carrillo Cigars, our guest next, lieutenants. Much more coming your way. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way, and there will be absolute alpha privilege expressed in mass be forewarned. Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. One of the legends in the world of cigars is joining us this hour. And if you are a member of my officers club in the month of March, you received from the Cigar Dave Officers Club the E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserva Connecticut, which is absolutely off the charts I lit it up for the litation ceremony today. It is a magnificent cigar, one of Ernesto's best works. And in just a few moments, he will join us from the Dominican Republic as we welcome you back to our number two of the Cigar Dave Show as we continue enjoying alpha male pleasure maneuvers. I've got my fantastic E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserva. I've got my libation, and I am ready to enjoy the good life once again with you, and we welcome you back front and center here on The Cigar Dave Show. And joining us from República Dominicana, the Dominican Republic, from Tabacalera de Alianza, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the original godfather of boutique cigars. Ernesto, welcome to the show. Well, Dave, thank you very much for having me. You know, it's always a pleasure to, uh, you know, not only see you, but, you know, talk to you. And always an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having us. You know, like you said, I'm here in Dominican Republic, and um, it's great to talk to you and, and talk to you uh, all your radio listeners. Absolutely. Ernesto, I, I remember, you know, I used to see you all the time when you were down in Miami, but you've been busy the last five years starting up uh, the EPC cigar, EP Carrillo cigars, and started with one line, and now you've created an entire portfolio of cigars. And it's been a, it's been a long five years, Ernesto. You have been in the cigar business for many years, but when you started your new venture, you knew it was going to take time because you wanted to do it the right way, and that's exactly how you have done it. 
Yes, you know, Dave, when, when I started this business uh, with my with my kids, Lisa and Ernie, uh, basically I wanted to, I, I've always said, you know, that that uh, growing up in, in Miami with my father and the cigar, uh, you know, small cigar company that we had, I always wanted, you know, I, I'm, I've always stuck to that feeling of, you know, the, the family, the, um, you know, the, the not so much the, the perfection, but, you know, trying to do the best that we can as far as, you know, blending cigars and making cigars. And uh, when I started this company, that was my vision, you know, make this a hopefully, you know, one day into a, a national known uh, cigar brand, but always keeping that, you know, family uh, tradition that uh, I believe the cigar business is, is all about. Well, Ernesto, after you sold uh, El Credito and the La Gloria Cubana brands, you could have easily, uh, you know, smoked some cigars, propped your feet up, sipped some mojitos in Miami. But uh, I think you're working harder than ever now. You know, it's true. When I started, I thought it was going to be a lot easier. And um, I was, you know, basically wanted to do it to have fun. And then uh, somehow my, my kids got involved and, you know, they put the pressure, you know, let's make this thing happen. Let's make this, you know, uh, uh, something that's going to be really special out there in the uh, in the cigar industry, and that's what we're working for. You know, we're we're trying to always, uh, you know, outdo ourselves and uh, be the very best that we can be in this uh, beautiful industry that you know we all love so much. Ernesto, can you believe it's been five years since uh, you started the EP Carillo EPC Cigars? You know, Dave, time goes by so fast. And, you know, especially when when you're doing something that uh, you really enjoy. And actually, it's going to be, wait a minute, it's going to be now uh, six, no, seven years is going to be. Is it seven October. years? It's going to be seven years already in October, seven years. And, and it's true, you know, it just seems that every year it just goes by faster and faster. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, I remember, Ernesto, when I came to visit you down in, in Little Havana and at your corporate offices, and you, you at the time, were starting to work on the new uh, EPC Cigar Company. You were just beginning, and you had a whole bunch of blends in your humidor, and you gave me a few cigars to try, and you said, here, try this, try this, try that. And I said, what is it? You said, just, just smoke it. Don't ask any questions. And I did, and I loved them all, and I believe the first cigar that you came out with was the EP Carillo core in the natural with an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, correct? Right. That was our first, uh, you know, uh, well, our first introduction was the uh, Edition Limitada uh, 2009, right. but this was our first uh, line that we came out with uh, back in uh, 2010. That was our first line. And of course, you know, we started the, uh, you know, the show run project, which, uh, you know, has gone, you know, great for us. And, uh, you know, little by little, we started adding the New Wave Connecticut, the uh, Cardinal, and, um, you know, the Inch, and, and then, you know, La Historia. So, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been a process that uh, over the seven years, I think um, it's, you know, we've done, we done pretty well uh, representing, uh, you know, our company and doing what I love to do, which is, you know, blending cigars and, you know, working with new tobaccos. And just having fun, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, Dave. The the incredible thing is that you know every day, in this business, you learn something, you know. And it's uh, and it just never ceases to amaze me how how, you know, not only complex, but how much there's still to be done, in cigar making and cigar blending. 
Well, you never end. You're always, I say, you're one of the master blenders. You're always doing something new. And the cigar that I'm enjoying today that I, I lit during the litation ceremony is the March Officers Club selection, the E.P. Carillo New Wave Reserva Connecticut. And I have to tell you, Ernesto, you have made incredible cigars going back to when you were at El Credito. Uh, you know, the La Gloria Cubana Siriar, your La Gloria Cubana uh, original line. You can go on and on, and you've made some great cigars under E.P. Carillo, the E.P. Carillo name. But this Reserva Connecticut is absolutely off the chart. Uses a beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper that's a little bit on the darker side. It's not as, as what you think of as a Connecticut but it's just got a beautiful balance of flavor, uh, just a touch of sweetness with some robustness. Ernesto, I think this is one of the best cigars, no bull, you have ever blended. Well, thank you very much, Dave. You know, coming from you, and I know you smoke, you know, millions of cigars. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very flattering, to say the least. I- well, I don't know if it's millions of cigars, Ernesto. I don't want to. I don't want to exaggerate. I want to be, you know, uh, say billions and billions. But I sound like Bernie Sanders. The general has smoked billions and billions of cigars. I think I've smoked many cigars. But you know, we always say, Ernesto, it's not about quantity; it's about quality. And and you realize that because to you, when you make the cigar, you blend cigars. You always say it's all about the quality. And I remember there were a number of times when you had some cigars that were that. Right around the cigar retailers convention, you wanted to release them. They were not ready yet. You refused to let them out of the aging room, and you said, look, they're not ready. And when they're ready, that's when I will release them. I'm not going to damage the brand or the new cigar blend by letting it out too early. Well, that's true, and I don't know if you remember, you know, years back when we used to make the uh, Rico Habano, uh, and this was before the boom, we had an issue there with uh, tobaccos. Uh, the tobaccos that I used for that particular uh, blend. And basically, we took it off the market. I think it was something like three or four years so we could get right. the, uh, the same color right. tobacco that uh, we used at that time. But, you know, and blending cigars, Dave, you know, I've gone to a, a point where, you know, I want to blend cigars. I want to make cigars, you know, not just because they're strong or mild or medium or whatever, you know. or I want to make cigars that uh, really, uh, in, in, some re- in, in some ways, you know, are different, but at the same time are going to be enjoyable to, you know, our, our many fans. Uh, but I always want to be, you know, in any of the blends that I want to, that I do, I want them to be distinct, you know, to the E.P. Carrillo, uh, Tabacarela, La, La Lancia uh, family. And, well, and Ernesto, really, we'll, yeah. well, I was going to say, we'll get into the entire line because you've really, from the time seven years ago when you started to today, you've really got a very, very wide portfolio, something for every taste palette. And then we'll talk about some of the projects you're working on because I know that you are always blending, you are always trying new things. And we'll also get into that new EP Carillo Short Run 2016, which uses a uh, some very, very unique tobaccos that you don't see everywhere. So we will talk uh, with Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EPC Cigar and the EP Carrillo brand as we continue front and center today on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. 
Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. We continue front and center with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, joining us from Tabacalera de Alianza down in the Dominican Republic and EPC Cigar, the EP Carrillo lineup. Ernesto, you're... Uh, uh, Tabacalera de Alianza is in uh, where, Tamboril, or uh, are you in Santiago? No, we're in Santiago. We're in the uh, old freeze, the first freeze zone that uh, that you know uh, was built in Santiago, and um, right basically in the middle of uh, of uh, the heart of Santiago, I guess you could say. No, right where you are. In fact, I am long overdue for a visit down to see you. But Ernesto, <laughs> what's that, Ernesto? 
I say you should come down. There's a lot of exciting things happening down here, Dave. I think you really uh, enjoy, uh, you know, seeing Absolutely. what's happening Listen, down here. Between the Dominican and Nicaragua, I always have great times heading down. So I will definitely plan on doing that. Ernesto, the EP Carillo New Wave Reserve of Connecticut, that is our Officers Club selection, got in, just received many, many great uh, accolades, great reviews. Our members loved it. I love it. I'm enjoying it right now. I've got the... Uh, the Churchill size in my hand. Uh, just a beautiful-looking cigar. The wrapper is incredible. Just the aroma of the wrapper is fantastic. And you worked on the wrapper, on that Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with ASP uh, Enterprises down in Ecuador on growing this specific wrapper. Correct, yeah. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the family, the ASP family, we go back a long time, even before the uh, early 90s. And uh, a few a few years ago, we started uh, David David uh, Perez and myself. You know, I asked him that I wanted to have a Connecticut, but I wanted to have a Connecticut that was unique. Uh, that was you know something that's not going to be your regular Connecticut because I wanted to get certain uh, tastes and notes from the uh, from the tobacco that uh, I wasn't getting uh, from the Connecticut that I had been smoking. So basically, this was a project that took about. I would say probably about two years. Uh, he had some, um, you know, uh, seeds that he was working on, experimental seeds, which incidentally, when we go back to 2009, the seed that we used for that uh, 2009 wrapper uh, were uh, one of those seeds that he was working on that actually he had like 30 bales, and that's what we used for that the, uh, 2009 uh, Edición Limitada. So this wrapper that we're using for the... Um, for the uh, new wave Connecticut is kind of the introduction to uh, you know that new wrapper that we started using, and um, we came out with the cigar about a year ago, I believe, a year, a year and a half ago, and and you know it's been a huge success because it is a different uh, smoke than your your regular Connecticut uh, tobaccos from Ecuador. Yeah, this is very different. I, I was expecting, first of all, when you look at the wrapper, it doesn't have that very very light tan. This almost looks like uh, a Habano wrapper, and this has just an incredible taste to it. Just There is not one unbalanced or bitter note to it. This is just smokes beautifully from, from start to finish. And uh, tell me about how you blended this cigar, Ernesto. Actually, that cigar was you know, inspired by the uh, 2012 short run. Uh, and I have to say, you know, that was uh, basically my, my son's first uh, hand-eyed blending cigars. And, uh, you know, we made the cigar. Uh, that one we used a, a Connecticut uh, wrapper from Ecuador also. And it became a huge success. Uh, but, you know, being the short run that it was, because, you know, we, we weren't using Connecticut at that time. And we only had, like, I think it was something like, you know, 10, 15 bales that uh, we had at that time. So I got started, you know, basically uh, we started thinking about, you know, doing something that uh, would be similar to that uh, particular blend, but with this new wrapper that, uh, you know, that uh, was being grown for us for uh, by ASP Tobacco. And this is what the uh, new Reserva, that's, that's basically how the new Reserva came about, because we were inspired by, you know, how well that uh, 2012 show run had done. It is beautiful. Not, uh, the, the, the taste is just magnificent. 
It, it's and, and Ernie, this is a hidden gem. You know, when I was talking to Lizette, your daughter, uh, and she said, we want to do for the Officers Club, we want to do the New Wave Reserve of Connecticut. And this, to me, is one of your hidden gems. Your other cigars, you know, the inch gets a lot of attention, your short runs, uh, your core line. But this is just, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle because you do have uh, such a nice wide variety of, of brands now, or, or of, I should say, line extensions of the EP Carrillo. But this really kind of gets flies under the radar a little bit. You know, it does, and, and you know, originally, um, a day when we introduced a cigar, we introduced it in, uh, in Europe, because uh, I remember, you know, we wanted to do something, that was the first time I was going to go to the uh, Dolman show in Europe, and we introduced it there first, and then we introduced it in the United States the uh, year after, and, uh, you know, it's starting to get a lot of attraction, because, you know, people are, you know, smoking it, and they are noticing that, you know, they are noticing that it's a different type of Connecticut, that it's a different type of smoke, you know, it's a, you know, to me it's a very complex, and it's kind of the way that, you know, I want to blend all my cigars where, you know, it, it it keeps you interested in what you're smoking, you know, it's not something that's going to, you're not going to get bored with, or, you know, it, it really keeps you uh, interested in, in the uh, in the whole process of smoking the cigar. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, our guest of E.P. Carrillo Cigars, joining us from Tabacalera de Alianza down in Santiago, República Dominicana. Ernesto, you talked about the E.P. Carrillo New Wave Reserve of Connecticut initially launched in Europe, and you are going head-to-head with Cuban cigars. And we know, even though many people say Cuban cigars are the gold standard, we know that's a fallacy. It's not true. And as you know, I always say the best Cubans... The best uh, Cubans do make the best cigars. They're just not in Cuba anymore. So they're 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 blenders <laughs> like you that are originally Cuban. You're just making your cigars down in the Dominican Republic. But what's interesting is your cigars are selling in Europe. You're competing head to head against Cuban cigars, no problem. And you're experiencing very nice growth in Europe. That is correct. You know, I think the uh, the European market is has opened up a lot for you know various reasons. Um, I think you know one of the one of the things that uh, you know they find out. I mean, they can get so many different uh, you know taste profiles. You know, from Dominican, from Nicaragua, from you know from other countries that uh, you know they're interested in seeing you know what it's all about. And uh, actually, they're, they're you know that market is growing for uh, for all of us. I would say you know. So I don't think the Cuban market uh, you know long term is going to be the leader in Europe. Well, Ernesto, you, you know, when you look at it as, again, your family down from Cuba, you took all that knowledge and your father took all that knowledge with him. And today, when you see rollers in Cuba that are making $20 a month, there's really no incentive. And your rollers down in the Dominican Republic are are compensated very well uh, in the Dominican Republic by DR standards uh, yes. and I'd say Central American standards. And uh, you've had a lot of uh, rollers that, that have been with you for a long time. They don't leave. No, it's a matter of fact, you know, rollers, uh, you know, I have people here that started with me when I was in uh, at Pisano back in 1996. And, uh, you know, it's sort of a question of, you know, you got to, you know, the people here, they're very proud people. And, and, and when they're doing something that, uh, you know, it is to say they're, they're well compensated, but, you know, they see that it's, you know, this is not a, a, a thing where, you know, we rush people to make X amount of cigars. Uh, we want them to make, you know, a cigar where, you know, they're going to be proud of because if they're proud of what they're making, you know, it's going to be that much easier for us as a company to grow because, you know, we're proud of what the blends that we make, but ultimately they're the ones that are blending the, the uh, different tobaccos that we give them. 
and making the cigars. And, uh, it, you know, it just works out great. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for April is an Indian head cigar sampler, including the La Galera Habano. It's a medium to full body blend with an amazing aroma. La Galera Habano is complex with an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Dominican Corojo binder, and three different fillers. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life, cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks, cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Like a mighty oak, standing in the face of gale-force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. This music, very reminiscent of when I used to go down and visit our guests down on Cayocho, Little Havana in Miami. Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EPC Cigars, the EP Carrillo brand, joining us from his factory, Tabacalera de Alianza, down in Santiago, Dominican Republic. Ernesto, I remember coming down to see, a, hearing this kind of uh, music, and then we went to that place for lunch numerous times where um, you took me. It wasn't a fancy place, but uh, we had some sort of fish that was off the charts. Yeah, La Camaronera down on Flagler. I remember you know that. always talk about that. Yeah. It's a great place. And again, Ernie... Believe me, when I say nothing fancy, it was nothing fancy, but there was a lineup to get into the place. And, you know, Ernie, we always say when we talk about cigars, it's not necessarily what cigar you're smoking, it's the cigar, the people you're smoking it with. And I think that that really talks about the people in the cigar industry, because I know, Ernesto, you're very close to Carlito Fuente and Lito Gomez and, and Hanky Kellner. It's a very close-knit uh, community cigar industry down in the Dominican Republic. It is, Dave. You know, we, you know, in, in some sense, we're all competitors, but, you know, we, we always uh, try to, you know, help each other and uh, we're friends, you know, which is, is the most important thing. In other this is, you know, if you look at this business, this is a very, very unique business because, you know, you don't hear uh, cigar brands bad mouthing other cigar brands or cigar people bad mouthing other cigar people. 
you know, this is a this is a uh, a family. This is a community. And like I said, you know, we're competitors, but uh, you know, we want everybody to do well because you know what we want ultimately is for this industry to uh, to grow more. Well, rising tide lifts all ships, and that's really true, that's Ernesto. Right. And you know, you were there during the boom, and and uh, you were you were in this business long before the boom when. You know, it was a different business, and, and certainly that's changed over the last 20 years. And the, the challenges we face are far different than 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was, it was uh, growing the market for people that were, that were enjoying premium cigars. That grew, and as that grew, we faced more opposition and more headwinds from the, the bureaucrats and the enemies of pleasure and the FDA in Washington, which I know you're involved with and we're all involved with. And it really distracts from, from doing what you love doing best, and that's blending and creating great cigars. You know, Dave, I go back to really when I started it was back in 1970. Of course, the industry wasn't what it is today, but uh, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of changes, all positive. But uh, you know, this industry is all about you know loving what you're doing because that's the only way that, that anybody can really uh, you know do what we do as you know cigar makers and uh, blenders and cigar smokers. I mean, this is something that, like I said before, it's a very unique uh, industry. Uh, and, uh, the changes have been great, but, you know, still the, uh, the, uh, you know, the tradition and the soul of the, uh, of the business, you know, in my opinion has always been this, you know, camaraderie among not only the people that make the cigars, but the people that smoke the cigars also. You talk about 1970, Ernesto, when you started, your father, of course, started, uh, El Credito Cigar down in Little Havana, and it was certainly a yeah. small operation and it kept growing and growing, but... You initially uh, a musician. You were a uh, a master drummer. You could have been the next Buddy Rich. I, I thought that's what I wanted to do, uh, uh, Dave. But you know, life uh, has a way of uh, you know kind of giving you in the in where you should you know what you brought here. Uh, you know, uh, you know when, when when you're born, I think you know you're born with a a purpose in life. And I wanted to be a drummer. But, you know, cigar making was really what I was, uh, you know, brought to this earth for. And uh, I'm, I'm glad because, you know, I love drumming and uh, I still wish that sometimes I would sit down and, and practice with my drum set, which I still have my drum sets from where I started. But, you know, this is what I really enjoy, you know, and, and love, you know, making cigars. Well, Ernesto, I'm sure the biggest thing you miss about uh, being a big time drummer in a band is the fact that you had all those hot female groupies way back when. <laughs> well, I hate to disappoint you, my friend, but uh, there weren't too many groupies you know, at that time. And touching up for me. Uh, Ernesto, the answer was yes, General. I, I had tons of groupies. They were just throngs and throngs throwing themselves at me every single yeah. show that I did. Well, let me tell you something. You know, at, at times I would have, you know, like two and three drummers sitting around and, you know, seeing what I would, you know, what I what I was doing on the drum set. And that was kind of flattering, you know, because, you know, that's, um, that's kind of a, you know, kind of says that you're doing something that uh, in a sense is unique, you know, and, 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 and you know, whatever you do. And yeah, talk, uh, so about your, kind of talk about your father, Ernesto, because he was the man that really uh, brought, uh, started El Credito and had the Cuban La Gloria Cubana brand came uh, to Miami and times were pretty tough back then. You told me. Well, you know, my father, he started, uh, actually, my, my grandfather, you know, they started making uh, cigars in Cuba, uh, not in a factory, but in the streets of Cuba. So, you know, they used to make cigars and sell it for, you know, anywhere from one to five cents. 
And uh, my father actually, when he started in the business, he started as a uh, tobacco broker for an American company called Cuban Land. And what he would do is, you know, go out and, and source tobacco for this Cuban Land. Who would, you know, sell it to the, uh, you know, like Corona Cigar Factory, you know, the H. Elman, you know, all the big uh, cigar factories in, in Cuba. And it wasn't really till 19, about 1948, I believe, that he bought El Credito. That was his, uh, you know, first factory. And that's when he started making uh, cigars. But he had always been involved in tobacco. And of course, you know, he got into uh, government. He became a senator. And, um, and we all know in 1959, you know, he came to the States. And after about nine years of realizing, you know, finally realizing he wasn't going to go back to Cuba, he decided to open up a credito here in Miami. And, uh, you know, that's how, you know, this whole thing started. So he went, you know, he, 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 he always had that, uh, you know, vision of, you know, going back to Cuba and, you know, getting back into the cigar business. But, you know, unfortunately, it, it, it didn't happen. Ernesto, do you think your grandfather and father would believe that you would you would be seeing prices for premium cigars between 7 and, you know, $12, $13, which is where your cigars... Uh, you got some that are less than that, but they probably would not believe if you said to them today, we get for the La Historia, whatever it is, $10, $12. They, they, they wouldn't believe it. Listen, when, when I took over the business in 1980, he passed away in 1980. When I took it over, we used to sell the Soberano, which was an 8x52. I think it was something like a dollar eighty-five. And the, uh, the the Wables, the Robusta at that time, I think some, there was something like a dollar twenty-five or a dollar thirty-five or whatever. So, you know, for them to see what is happening now, uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> it'd be an eye opener for him, you know. Uh, I'm telling so, my grandfather back in the day, Ernesto. I remember as a little kid growing up in Buffalo, he'd go every Saturday to buy his Gold Label cigars, and at the time, Gold Label was a top shelf brand. And I remember he used to look at me and say, "You see these Gold Labels?" I'd say, "Yeah." He'd say, "25 cents a piece." I mean, that was big back then. And to think that today, you know, we're looking at $7, 10 $15, $25, $30. It really is amazing. But it goes to prove what Stanford Newman told me a long time ago. And I know you're very friendly with Bobby and Eric Newman as well. He said, people will always flock to quality. They will always remember quality. And I think that really hits it, Ernesto. You're all about quality. And uh, you can have the, 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 the best cigar and if, if, if people perceive that the value they're paying is, is better than the, you know, the, they're, 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 they're looking at a, a great value proposition where they say, look, this cigar may be $25, but I still think it's worth every single penny. I think it's a steal. You will sell cigars all day, and it all focuses really with you on quality and making sure that you don't skimp anywhere along the, uh, the production. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, cigar, see, people that smoke cigars, you know, you know, whether they nowadays, you know, especially, you know, whether they pay a dollar or 25 or $30 a cigar, you know, they're expecting quality, you know, because there's nowadays I, I, I feel there's a lot of great cigars being made and, you know, some cost more than others, but you know, there's reasons behind that. You know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, the world has changed, you know, the technology, the, 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 uh, Taxes, the taxes, you know, every, all those things. 
So, I mean, that's why, you know, really cigars are, are uh, you know, what they are today. But I think that nowadays, you know, the quality uh, level of, of cigars in general has really been uh, like it hasn't been in, in a long time. And I would say that, you know, probably after the boom, you know, I mean, you just see a constant, you know, better tobacco, you know, uh, new experimentations with, with different seeds. I mean, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really, it's really been a big change to me. And I think you, well, we, you, know, you, you can agree with me on that. It's been absolutely. Well, we come back, Ernie. I want to talk about La Historia. That is a brand that you are very, very proud of. And then we're going to talk about the 2016 short run and a couple other brands in your lineup that uh, little hidden gems that I want to discuss. We are talking okay. with Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EPC Cigar, the EP Carrillo line, joining us from Tabacalera de Alianza, his factory down in the Dominican Republic. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Days. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. 
Cigar Dave Show. Your passport to unabashed pleasure. Ernesto Perez Carrillo of E.P. Carrillo Cigar joins us from the Dominican Republic, our final minute son, today's edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Ernesto, I want to talk to you about a brand you launched last year that is very, very near and dear to you, La Historia. Really a historic cigar in that it it reflects, I think, uh, the roots of you, your grandfather, uh, your father, just the whole history of the Perez Carrillo family in the cigar industry. It is. You know, that's one of the brands that's really, you know, put this this company on, on the map, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, we got number two cigar uh, last year, Cigar Aficionado, and, uh, you know, the brand. The brand started to do, you know, incredibly well at the ICPCR show that year. And then, of course, after a rating, it just took off to, uh, you know, become a real, real, you know, success. Uh, you know, for a company, and, and people just love that cigar. Well, I think looking first of all at that cigar, the the packaging is magnificent. The band, incredible detail. And I remember uh, when uh, uh, EPC three, as I call him, uh, your son uh, Ernie, uh, Ernie the third started working on it with Lizette and they showed me the prototypes. I thought the band was off the chart, the colors, the design, the intricacies. When you really look at the band, it tells a great story about the family. But what I love about the cigar, Ernesto, is with what you start using the wrapper, the Mexican San Andrean Marron wrapper. I believe that's from the Torrent family, correct? That is from the Torrent family, yes. Yes, and we know they grow incredible tobaccos. And you know, Ernie, there was a stigma about Mexican tobaccos a number of years ago, where people said, "I don't want to use that. I don't want to." I don't, Mexican it connotes harsh, bitter taste. That's not the case at all. And I think the fact that the Torrents, their their wrapper, that Mexican San Andreas, which you used on this and is being used in many other cigars, I think that's really brought a new energy to the uh, to the palates of many cigar connoisseurs. It has, you know, they've done, um, and needless to say, this is a, 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 again, a project that they've been working on for, for years on how to improve the uh, growing methods, how to improve the, uh, you know, the, uh, the seed itself. And, um, it, you know, they've grown an incredible uh, tobacco there. I mean, the taste, you know, the, uh, the complexity, you know, the flavors of the Mexican wrapper are, are very, you know, I, I would say, one of the most unique rappers around nowadays. And well, and you it. use an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder and you use Nicaraguan fillers, so you really have a nice multi-country blend. Tell me when you were blending this cigar what you were trying to achieve. Well, you know, when I started, when, when Ernie and Lisette came to me, you know, and then they came with a concept, uh, you know, started to, to kind of, I just didn't want to come out with something that was, uh, you know, regular, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word. I really wanted to work on something that was unique, that would, you know, kind of represent what, what the family was about, you know, the quality, the, uh, you know, the, um, the being together. And I think the uh, Mexican rapper, the San Andres Mexican rapper, kind of brought the, uh, the blend together because, you know, I didn't want to do it with the Sumatra. I didn't want to do it with a broad leaf because that's where tobaccos that, you know, we, we use currently in our, in our other lines. And I got the opportunity to get, you know, tobacco from the Turan family. And basically that's the, uh, you know, what I said, you know, this is it. This is what the, uh, you know, this is what we need to make this cigar with, with this Mexican wrapper. And it was a huge success. And then the fact that we, 
that we uh, did the uh, trunk press, you know, even brought more uh, uniqueness, I guess you said. It just enhanced the flavor completely of the uh, of the cigar. Well, it's a beautiful medium to fuller-bodied cigar, but very, very smooth. Nice hints of, I think, a little, some peppery, some some chocolate. Just very, very nice all the way around. Eight and a half to nine and a half dollars. Uh, and to me, Ernie, that's a super premium cigar at a very, very reasonable price. Now, another cigar that I think uh, is certainly... Uh, getting a lot of attention, especially this year, because there's some changes with it, is the E.P. Carillo Short Run 2016. And talk about the Short Run, because you're making a change. It's a totally different concept this year. Correct. You know, this year we want to uh, uh, rebrand the uh, E.P. Carillo, uh, you know, our E.P. Carillo lines. Uh, and basically this is kind of a presentation of what's going to be coming Hopefully in the next month or two, as far as the the, uh, the branding of the uh, EP Carrillo lines, and the also we changed the concept. You know, every year we did uh, three sizes: the Robusto, the Toro, and the Gordo. Uh, basically, based on some of the blends that we were making. Now, you know, like the first one was uh, the Core. Uh, then we did the uh, the uh, New Wave Reserva type of blend. You know, so every year we try to do something. This year. What we did, this is going to be like our limited for this year, the show run 2016. And we changed the concept as far as, you know, the packaging. It's only going to be 2,500 boxes of 10 cigars. And it's, it's going to be like a limited run, more limited so than, you know, some of the other things that we do. And uh, we're using a uh, tobacco from Nicaragua called, from an area called Somoto, which is also, you know, unique to us as, as a company. And we're using a Habano wrapper, also from Ecuador. And the concept, again, is, you know, different packaging. And basically, you know, this is going to be an introduction to the uh, rebranding of the uh, of the of the Carrillo lines that we want to come out with in the next, you know, month or two. And uh, the cigar itself, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, like I said before, it's not based on anything we've done before. It's completely new. And it's something that I think is, you know, for us as a company, we're very excited about uh, introducing it out there. It's going to start coming out probably in the next two weeks. We'll be uh, going out to the retailers with that cigar. Ernesto, what is the flavor complexion of the new EP Carillo uh, Short Run 2016? The flavor complexion is, you know, it has some creaminess. It has some, um, you know, spice. But, you know, Dave, what I was looking for in this cigars and, and, and in our lines, you know, I want to get that concept where, and like when you have a scotch or when you have a bourbon or you have a, 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 a nice whiskey, you know, you get that whole fullness and the palate and, you know, in the back of your throat. And this is what I'm looking for, you know, with uh, going forward with my blends and with the uh, show run 2016. You know, not just like I said before, like a strong cigar, a medium cigar, uh, whatever. I want something that's unique in flavors. And I think with this particular uh, line, it's uh, you know it's it's very distinct uh, because of those uh, that concept that I'm that I that I'm working on that I've been working so on. The, you know, go ahead. Now the EP Carrillo Short Run 2016 will only be in 10 count boxes. You mentioned 2,500 uh, boxes. That's it. Suggested retail twelve dollars one size. It is a six yeah. by fifty two Toro. So that's it. When they are gone. They are gone. So, Ernesto, I know you've got a different band on the short run 2016. You said a little different concept. Are we going to start to see some some more changes from EP Carillo? 
Yes, as far as the uh, packaging, you are going to see changes. The uh, you know the blends that we have now, the Reserva, the Oscuro, you know, we're going to be making changes on that. Uh, the New Wave Connecticut, uh, that's going to have also a, a new look. Uh, as far as the, the packaging, you know, uh, the same blends, needless to say. One thing that we are going to be uh, coming out uh, this year with also is the uh, Lystoria Encore, which will also be with the uh, Habano wrapper. So, you know, basically those things we're working on. And, uh, you know, for the show, for the ICPCR, we should have that cigar ready. Well, you just led me into the next question. I was going to say, what do you, can you give us a hint? And you just did the La Historia Encore. And tell us about that. Okay, that's Real basically, uh, that's, that's basically, you know, uh, it's going to be a different blend than we do now with the uh, regular La Historia. And uh, different packaging, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be nice. Let's put it that way. All right, well, I'll tell you what, when that comes out, Ernie, I know you'll get me one, and we'll definitely smoke that on the show, and we'll bring you back on. Of course, my friend. Ernesto Perez Carrillo of E.P. Carrillo Cigars from Tabacalera de Alienza in the Dominican Republic. Ernie, as always, stay well, my friend. Look forward to seeing you soon. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. All right, Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, May your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. And tonight, in March Madness, now April Madness, go Syracuse Orange Men, whack the Tar Heels, and bring home another national championship to the Cuse.